Hello and welcome back to The Movies Made Us Do It. Happy New Year! We didn't do that last time, as as you pointed out, Matt. Um, so we've done it now. This time as well, actually. I mean, it's our 2023 wrap-up, so it makes sense. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Other than a slight cold? Pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. Slight cold, but we're going to push through. Um, it may be a shorter episode anyway. We're talking about films we have presumably already talked about. Maybe not. We don't know each other's top five. You know my number one. Let's not fucking pretend like, yeah. you know, yeah. everyone fucking knows what my number I'm- one is. I might as well have just, like, removed it from the list. <laughs> but, you know. And I haven't seen that movie yet, so no. chances are my, my, my list would have changed if I had seen that. But I, I would imagine it would be in your top five, but who knows? Um. Anyway, 2023 was a bit shit but uh it had some great movies in it Weirdly, so yeah so when i was look, compiling the list i was looking back through all the stuff we've, we've reviewed and all yeah. i watched and i was and i was thinking god this is going to be a really difficult list because i can't i can't think of anything really good and i went for this and was like there was a lot oh, actually there's some really good movies <laughs> yeah this year, surprisingly I, I did i went through the same process where i was like i'm gonna struggle to find five and then i was like oh no i'm struggling to keep it to five actually i've got a few yeah. like honorable mentions there were films that were up there i was like hmm actually yeah. it was a pretty good year overall um and I, 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 though it's not made my list i did see, and i forgot to mention it to you i did see that um bristol movie um with oh, the i enjoyed that movie i wouldn't put it in the top five but i no, thought it was fun I, I liked that movie very much yes it was- it was very Bristol. I liked yes, it very Bristol and very nostalgic <laughs> for that time period. And yeah, I think good. for the budget, they did a very good job of, of hiding modern day for the most yeah. part. There was some yeah. stuff, you know, blurred out in the background. Like, mm. But yeah, no, I thought that was it was a fun movie, that. Yeah. The Fence, that was it. The Fence, yes. And there's two versions of that because there's the YouTube version, which is the the uh, early version that they made. And then they, they did a movie oh, version yeah, later. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I presume you saw the version on Prime or whatever. I uh, film four actually. Okay, yeah, that will be the the, the full version. Uh, yeah, fun movie that. I like that. Um, but anyway, we're we're here to do our top five of the year. And um, do you want to kick off with will, your yeah. number five movie? So my number five is Megan. Megan, the the robot movie. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I understand there are much, I've seen this year, much better made movies, much better acted movies, much better written movies. It doesn't but matter though, does it? This movie just brought me joy. I grinned through the whole movie. It was just such fun. I mean, as I said in the review, every adult is pretty much a moron, um, especially the ant. Um, <laughs> Sometimes in a horror movie, that's what you want exactly yeah um, exactly <laughs> and the older you get in life the more you realize that there are people that dumb yep so oh, okay. you know, <laughs> it's, it's, like when i was younger i used to be like especially no with horror stupid. movies i'd be like no one's that stupid yeah. and the older i get now the more i'm like yeah they're probably <laughs> the, the, more, the more people you meet the, yeah. the more disappointed in the yeah. humanity you become exactly right <laughs> so yeah yeah so this, it was just such a, a, a real fun time. The, I mean, the Megan herself is great. She's really, I mean, the, there have been so, 
Chucky it, is always going to be the standard, isn't it? It's always going to be the, the, the one that everybody sort of Chucky, judges. Yeah. By, really. I do think with Megan, though, they've got that weird uh, uncanny valley creepiness to her. Yeah. That Chucky obviously doesn't have because Chucky yes. looks like a doll. That was the joke. Uh, with Megan, I think you have got that added layer of yeah, like... It's more of a robot, I suppose, mm. than a doll. So you, you get these all the little bit more of that, but it, but it's still, it's she's a great creation. She, mm. you know, she is like you said, she's creepy, but she's sort of, you know, kind of. You, you can see why a child would be would would you know want to spend time with her, and yeah. especially with you know when within the movie that was it katie is the, is the girl but you know with the circumstances with her and the fact that her aunt doesn't really know what she's fucking doing and this this robot has been programmed to literally protect this person yes with this person and do everything it can to you know stop bad things happening to this child yeah and you, so it, 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 at no point do you think Maybe that's not such a good thing to program <laughs> this, this, you know, to stain uh, this steel skeletal, you know, machine to uh, protect it to the point of, you know, murder, basically. Although obviously that wasn't the intention, but no, no, but you know, the the Asimov rules <laughs> of robotics exist for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's kind of, I guess, the biggest stretch. Is yeah. there in in this day and age anyone that's into robotics wouldn't have read Asimov and wouldn't think, oh, that's quite a good idea. Yeah, let's put those in. <laughs> but you know, then we wouldn't have a horror movie, would we? No. So. And I still, I'm, I still, I, I don't know whether they've actually brought out. Have they actually brought out the un, unrated version yet, or is it? Is that? Still... I don't know. Because I haven't seen. Uh, because I'm, they were, I'm, I presume they were gonna at some point release an unrated because because it you know we know it was it was cut. clearly cut yeah yeah we know it was cut down for, to get younger you know a younger audience to come in because of the TikTok thing yeah dance and that's the that's the thing you know you can it it had that appeal because the doll you know Megan is funny and brutal and mm. you know she's got that appeal that you know, younger audience will go, oh yeah, that's something I can look forward to. It, she, you know, I, okay, I don't want to be too sort of thing and say, yeah, she's like Chucky, because Chucky's pretty phenomenal, you know. The, the, the Chucky, Chucky, Chucky had, you know, the the voice and the, the attitude yeah. and, and it's, it's a different... And Chucky's up there with the... The greats. Uh, you know, with the great, the, with, the, with the big num, you know, with, with Freddy and Jason and... It's uh, often you know, lumped in with that. He's like the big four, isn't it? And Chucky's kind of yeah. number four on that list. You know, you've got Mike Myers, Jason Voorhees, yeah. Freddy Krueger, Chucky. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then Pinhead and, you know... And, yeah, and, and Leatherface. Sort of. Yeah. We've got those, those sort of core horror icons. And I think she has the potential to be that. Yeah. Certainly for I mean, modern they make, day. Make shitloads of money, so of course they're going to make a, a sequel. Mm. Um, and it was, I, yeah, I, I just had such fun with the movie, and I, it, it stayed with me, it, it with me all year. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that seems to be the thing with my list this year. It's it's movies that I had fun with, actually. I completely agree. Um, and that takes me on to my number five. 
Uh, I will be honest, these bottom two have been switching all day. Right. Can't decide which order they go in. I don't know that it matters, but I keep going back and forth. Um, Both of these movies, my number five and my number four, are fucking Marmite, and some people are going to absolutely hate them, some people are absolutely (laughs) going to love them. I'm going to say my number five was No One Will Save You. Yep, I still haven't seen that. Ah, um... So, uh, yes, directed by Brian uh, Duffield mm. and uh, starring Caitlin Deaver, um, who is pretty much on her own for the whole movie. Um, it is a film pretty much devoid of all dialogue. Uh, she speaks one line, and I will not talk about it because it is a massive spoiler. It's like yeah. the pivotal point of the movie. Other than that, she's on her own. There is no dialogue. It is uh, kind of all the best parts of signs it's kind of what signs should be you know um when i'm I'm with you until you compare it to signs that's when my brain starts shutting off well no because signs i i still think you know my my friend said i think i said during this review my friend said you know i really like the the very beginning of signs when the aliens are in the grass and they're you know it's got that but this one goes better you know it goes good um this film is entirely carried by its score and by its performance by Caitlin, which is tremendous. It's basically a home invasion slash town invasion movie um, from the perspective of, of one person in an isolated house when, you know, these alien grey type creatures basically take over the town. Um, all told from her perspective, uh, there is obviously a backstory to her and why she's living this kind of solitary existence um which uh unfolds as the movie goes i i loved this movie um i think a lot of people will love the first half and then they won't necessarily like the second half and i think a lot of people will hate the ending yeah from what i've read i loved the ending general consensus i loved the ending but i totally understand why a lot of people won't so yeah my number four no one will save you uh i thought was a no my number five see i've already done it my number (laughs) five uh yeah i thought it was tremendous okay so what is your number four uh my number four is saltburn oh okay a movie i have not seen i have heard a lot about saltburn last i think was it the last show we did last review last show yeah yeah last show yeah so i mean there's not much to say really other than the fact that I just enjoy it. it again. It was it's so dark and mm. horrible and in grim at times, and in some scenes, out that gross. Yes, I've I've heard a lot about a bath scene. Yes, I've not bath... seen it or heard anything about it, other than everyone keeps saying, "Oh my god, the bath scene!" So yeah. at some point, I will watch it, and uh, then I'll know. Yeah. You, you you have it's it's, it's a yeah it's, i've got to a, know because i feel like i'm being let i'm le- like left out of the the, the party right <laughs> yeah i mean it, like i said it took my, my my wife just turned away from like heaving so it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it's got great uh performances the, the, i mean the, the 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 main guy is is just wonderful is it um uh, barry keogh is just amazing he's I mean, I've seen him in stuff before, and I know he's a very intense actor. He's he's, he's really mm. good, but in this, he's just he has the right amount of you know sort of vulnerability when he needs to, and just terrifying when he needs to. He, he's he walks a really fine line and a very 
you know, well done performance is. It's just a really nice, disturbing movie, and it's it yeah, it is like like I said, it, it's it's basically um, uh, talented Mister Ripley meets Brideshead revisited. It's mm. it's that sort of you know movie, and it, it's just really good, and I really I I, would, I highly recommend it because it was just blew me away when I watched it, and I, I just you know it stay it's one of those movies that stays with you afterwards. You're like yeah, oh, you know. You, and I think some people will be disappointed with the end because, uh, you know, how it plays out. But for me, it was like, no, it's definite. It's shows you what happened, and you're you're, you're just like, yeah, no, that's that's what I thought. I don't need the I don't need need the ambiguity. Yeah, it's fine. And so yeah, I, so Tolburn, my number four. Well, my number four. Um... I think the last of, of what I will call the Marmite movies that people are either going to love or hate uh, <laughs> is Butcher's Crossing. Yep, okay. Uh, directed by Gabe Polsky, starring Nicolas Cage and uh, Fred Hertinger. Um, I don't, is this on your list, first of it's all? It's not on my list. Okay, cool. Then I will talk about it. If it was on your list but higher, I was going to wait. So, cool. No, it's, 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 it would definitely be a, a, an honourable mention, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like you thought it was a fantastic movie yeah um so set in 1874 uh we basically get this like millennial kid yeah <laughs> who basically thinks he knows the world millennial. <laughs> yeah he he basically you know he thinks he knows the world he's like hey you know i'm gonna go hunt some some buffalo because he kind of sees it is it's highly romanticized yeah, you know a, he's a college boy isn't he? college, college boys run away from from home basically to do this against his father's yeah. wishes effectively he wants to experience it in you know in the flesh he wants to get into it yeah he sit behind the desk no no he wants to get out there and prove himself um, but of course, he he's sent by his father to meet uh, McDonald, this 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 old friend of the family or whatever who who runs this uh, this operation, and uh, then he meets Miller, Nicholas Cage's Miller, um, who has this. Uh, well, he he during the war he found this this area, and it had more buffalo than the whole of the United States put together. And uh, it's, it's this secret place. It's very hard to get to. And it's this sanctuary for, for Buffalo. So he wants to go out there. And basically, he wants to bring back the biggest haul you have ever seen. Um, so he heads out with uh, a bunch of... I love the fact that he's... The people think he's mental. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks he's, he's mental. He's made it up. They don't, no mm-hmm. one believes that this no. valley exists. No. Would, and because if I mean, they did, it wouldn't be there <laughs> anymore, yeah. you know. And he's clearly, you know, he's clearly a, a slightly... Oh, no, he is dude, he, so he is mental, it, just he's yeah. right about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is definitely mental, though. Um, so, yeah, he, he heads off with uh, with Miller and this, this band of basically religious nutbags um, go out with him. And uh, they get stranded out there due to the weather once they're there. Uh, the, the the place does exist um and i will say no more than that it's about them surviving out there um and uh and then returning and it's it, for, and if you for, know the dates you'll probably know the end yeah, i think but... when we we did when we did the review i think we we talked we talked a lot about the fact that you know it, it's it was the end of the buffalo boom yeah it's, yeah you know, uh, it increasingly gets worse for them yeah this it's, is not a movie for people that want a happy ending <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, it's not. Um, 
I love one of the things I love the most about this movie is it's it's clearly a, a very cheap movie. Yes, I mean some of the CG some, effects are not great. Yeah, but the, but the shots that they they pull off. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful, um, you know, just sort of out in the forest shots and you know the the snowstorm that comes yeah. in is just wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and Cage is you know it's it's a it's brooding and you know one but not over the top cage i think it's no he's only over the top when he kind of needs to be right you know there's key moments in 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 some respects quite understated in in yeah it's the it's that you can he does this very good job of having you know you look at him it's the look in his eyes broiling underneath Uh you can see that sort of rage and madness yeah and he doesn't really do very much he's just no. Sat there. And it's just the just Nicolas Cage being fucking awesome, really. As he has been. I mean, Nicolas Cage has been on our top combined, been on our top fives most years mm-hmm. in recent yeah. years. Last couple of couple of years he's been, if not number one for me for me, then you know, certainly been on, on the list, yeah. 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 Still, this movie did make, it did come pretty close to being on my list. It's it's a movie I keep thinking about. Mm-hmm. And and like you, it, it's that kind of a lot of my films this year were just like films that I keep thinking about yeah. as as the years gone on. And um, since I saw No One Will Save You, it's been in my head. And since I saw Butcher's Crossing, it's been in my head, you know? Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I, I thought this was a tremendous movie. Again, it is probably Marmite. Some people will hate it. Um, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. So what is your number three? My number three is Sisu. Sisu, I now this was would, would have been an honourable mention for me. I, again, like Megan, better films I've made, better films. Yeah, of course. Know, this year, but it's this great movie time. Is just such a joy to watch. Yeah, this this it's, movie is so much fun. It's, you know, uh, it, it is uh, a, a John Wick movie in in the Second World War, really, and it's yeah so over the top and so ridiculous at times and yet it manages to to actually be quite moving in places too yeah which yeah. is weird i never expected that mm-hmm. um yeah. you really feel for this dude and yeah. you really feel for you know the the what he's what he's been through and what he's going through and it's just it's just one dude wanting to go out his way and go pay his his is gold into the bank and and that's it it doesn't what he doesn't want any more to do with anything else or anybody else no and he's just basically drawn into you know this this shit through sheer you know madness and and and, and, and venom and, and greed <laughs> and you've got you know the, the even the small parts of the of the girls that are there they're they're great they're just really i mean sure horrible and nasty but mm. real fun and real sort of you know and and the, the uh torma tomila who plays uh atami what a presence you mm. know he's just he doesn't really again again it's that look in the eyes oh, and that yeah, yeah he's got one i think he's got one line in the whole movie and yes it's just him you know brooding around 
and doing stuff with his dog. Playing with landmines. And taking out Nazis (laughs) in in the most brutal and ridiculous way. I mean, you see in the the trailer that when he takes the dude out with the the landmine. Fantastic. Just hilarious. I mean... Even when you get to the plane and it's... (laughs) How the fuck is he going to do this? And you think... Oh, he's going to do it like that. Fine. Okay. Yeah, fine. We've reached that point in the movie where he's just going to do that. Um, yeah. I, I think as well, like I said, it has a surprising amount of heart and and it was surprisingly compelling considering yeah. how silly it was, you know? Huh? And yeah, wonderful so... cinematography, by the way. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful shots in it of, just, of, the, of the finished landscape. It's just... I, I just think when, when you see that in a film like Sisu, you're like, you didn't have to do that. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't come here for this. Yeah. But it's great well, that you've got wonderful cinematography as well. That's great, you know. And, you know, was, uh, the, the, uh, I'm going to butcher the, the director's name. Uh, Jamari Halander. He's, you know, we've seen his previous movies, you know, the rare exports and stuff. And and, and, all, and he, he, he has a beautiful eye. He, he knows how to make a, a, a very beautiful shot. Mm. So, it's, it, I mean, it's it's just wonderful that he he added these little shots of beauty in in what is basically just a over-the-top war movie you know yeah. in, in 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 a in a john wick style and it was i i love the fact that it was just he wrote this during lockdown because he couldn't make the movie he wanted to make yeah i mean it's like you know it it's it's one of it's one of my favorite films of the year it's in your top five and he just made it because he was like well i got nothing better to do yeah, I'll just throw this movie together, and it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's just a, a, a pure joyous destruction and mayhem. Yeah, and sometimes you just that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. You just want that. <laughs> you just want that, and that's exactly what 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 it is. It stayed with me because of it's just pure fun and madness that mm. I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, my number three we talked about last week is talk to me uh directed by danny filippio or filippo uh starring sophie wilde and alexandra jensen uh miranda otto as well but it's in a great performance um we talked about it last week um it is, it is uh basically a um possession movie for the tiktok generation um uh-huh. I think it's got wonderful social commentary, wonderful acting, uh, yeah. some really, really surprisingly uh, graphic horror um, that kind of surprises you when it ha- it it picks its spots for when it's going to do stuff. Yeah, and it is really impactful for that. I mean, the, like uh, said last week, the 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 opening scene. Mm. Wow, what a what a way to open the movie. And I agree. Then yeah. Later on with the, with the main kid, he's just like, wow, fuck. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. And, the, and it, that, you know, those scenes keep going. Those, mm. the, the scenes with the, with the, with the boy, they keep going. And yeah. Like, fuck. Someone do something. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's a really compelling young cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of the actors in this are superb. Um, and you know, teen actors—they're—they're they're hit and miss. Every single one of them in this is superb. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, ultimately, the story is compelling too. Um, mm-hmm. you want Mia to succeed, and you—you you feel heartbroken when she's kind of kicked out of her adopted kind of family. 
But you can also see why Miranda Otto's character thinks, no, go away. Like, yeah. y- you totally see it from both sides. I think it's it's a really well-written, really tight horror movie. Um, yeah. And as I said last week, it, it, it's the everything everywhere uh you know of of this year where where we have talk to me and then we've got the doctor strange of last year which in in this case is exorcist believer you know it's it's the the smaller indie movie if i can call it an indie movie um is is just far superior Uh, if you're looking for a possession-y movie this year this is the one I, I think again, though, it's because those movies were done with love, passion, general, you know, general, pa- yeah, passion for 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 the for the movie that they yeah. were making. Yeah. Whereas the 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 you know the big the big money ones so cash it. Yeah. Cash it's, in on the name uh, and uh, certainly for The Exorcist. And yeah. I I I haven't watched it. I probably won't. I don't I, recommend it. I don't think I can be bothered. It's, Stick with but, one and three. Yeah. And <laughs> leave it at that. Um. You know, and the only reason I watched Doctor Strange is well, there's two reasons I watched Doctor Strange. One, Doctor Strange has always been one of my favourite Marvel heroes, and it's Sam Raimi. I mean, I, yeah, it, I'm almost compelled to watch it because it's Sam Raimi. There so, were moments of Sam Raimi in that movie. Just blatant moments where you're like, "That's him! I can see him!" Yeah, there, there he is. There he is. He's hiding, <laughs> He's hiding behind For that one pillar. scene. There he is. <laughs> He's hiding in that grave just over there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, I, I, yeah, this is this is. Um, it was a surprise how good that this movie was because I saw the trailers and I thought, oh, I don't know. And you're, after your review, I thought, well, okay, mm. maybe I'll give it a go at some point. And I thought, well, no, I will. I'll give it a go. And I, I, I agree. It's 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 a really good, well-made possession movie at its heart. It's it's yeah. just and some genuinely great, disturbing visions. As I said, the the the, the vision of, of the where the boy world. is yeah. when you you know when when the little girl shows her what she sees mm. and what a neat idea that was you know this just a yeah little sort of oh it works fucking both ways shit <laughs> yeah yeah no it, i i thought talk to me was uh was superb mm. was going to be my number two but uh something did that um what's your number two and my number two is the killer. Oh, okay. So the Michael Fassbender, yeah. um, Dave Fincher mm. movie, Netflix. It was um, just a, 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 again a great central performance. Yeah, by Fassbender, and you know, a, you know, it's it's Fincher. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah. he and he continues to do a great things. And this is it's. It's so you know it's a, a very understated performance from Fassbender because he doesn't you know he's almost like a robot at times he's just going through the motions he's just doing getting on with his thing and he's almost confused when things go wrong he's like oh fuck that just went wrong okay uh, well I guess I'll just get, get carry on with it you know it's and it's it's that I you know that it's a, the, the idea that. I have no emotions. I feel yeah. nothing. I just get on with the job and I get on with the job until it isn't. And mm. until something bothers him, until he fucks up. And then the consequences of what happens to his yeah. other, you know, it's, it's, I, I, 
I, I feel nothing, but you clearly fucking do. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. You, you, otherwise, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's, I, I love the, 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 sort of the way it was, the, the sort of chapter structure of it, the, the way it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's almost like you know, that video game sort of thing of on to the next boss. Yes. The yeah. next boss. That's, you know, it's, it's, that's, it's, it's got that, you know, he, he deals with it. And it's, it's just little, little things like his underestimation of <laughs> how, survive, how survivable a, 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 a nail gun to the chest is, <laughs> you know, on a healthy human. It's like, oh, that, that, he should have lived longer than that. And it's, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's always like he's, he's just puzzled by, Little things, yes. That that little sort of things that he just thinks, oh, you know, I know how the world works. Everything is fine. You know, there are rules to these things, and I I I abide by those rules. And then when it doesn't work like that, he's like, huh? How weird is that? Sort of thing. You know, it's 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 sort of the weird sort of slight confusion of sometimes fucking shit just happens yeah sometimes things just happen things go sideways yeah and it's really good it's just brilliantly you know directed brilliantly acted there's the the, the, the small cast in tilda swinton's great as, as always and um uh charles parnell in, in his and they're only very small roles but again they just bring so much to those little you know roles that they have and um arliss howard is, is the client when he turns up it's like there's just sort of moments of unexpected thing. You know, things things happen that you 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 you're not sure how he's going to deal with them. You know, yeah. and, and I think it's 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 unexpected sometimes how he deals with them and what he accepts. Mm. It's just great. It's so wonderful. And like I said, for the first beginning of the, the beginning of the movie, he doesn't do anything. He's just sat watching for his target, waiting for his yes. shot. Yeah, and it's. One thing I didn't mention in my review was was <laughs> he he's obsessed with um, the Smiths. He just plays the Smiths all the time, and I love the Smiths. Yeah, hate Morrissey, love the Smiths. It's and most the, people so, hate Morrissey these days. Yeah, the soundtrack is just mostly Mor- It's just mostly the Smiths, and it's with yeah. with like some garbage I think in there, and, and some other like really cool. Which we're also stuff. not going to complain about. No, exactly. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great soundtrack. It's just really, really good, and it suits his character so well. It's you think sort of, you know, <laughs> uh, someone who listens to to um, uh, Smiths might have a little bit more emotion to him, but clearly he actually does. It's 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 one of those sort of you know little little things about the, his character that that's just beautifully done and beautifully realised. Yeah. So yeah, that's the killer. My number two. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I think my number two might be not your number one, um, but my my number two is Tetris. Yeah, my number one is Tetris. Wonderful. Well, that worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially, I I was like, if it's not your number two, it's going to be your number one. So, um, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, talked about it last week. Uh, you've reviewed it at length before. Um, what a really fun, well made uh movie yeah. i mean like oh, like we said not it, it hits the the key beats of the true story it, yeah. it adds a lot for for movie entertainment value but just tremendous fun yeah tremendous yeah. you know like i said it, this year 
definitely seen that I I, I wanted movies to just to, to make me happy and be fun. And I think that at least three of the movies on my list are that, that you know, and Tetris is just such a joyful movie. It's just so well put together with, and, and like I said in the, in the review, it's batshit. The idea that a, a movie about Tetris could, could be so good. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, you just think, well, how is that going to work? It's just, it's just about some dude buying Tetris. But it's it's but because it... of the characters. It's because of, you know, um, Taron Egerton is, is just such a joy to watch as this guy Tremendous. Who, who loves the game, wants to bring it to a wider audience, and is, is willing to be a good guy about it and not be a douchebag. You know, yeah. it's, it's really good. And even the douchebag roles are great. You know, the, Well, Roger Allen, as I said, yeah, in Roger my Allen, review. And the, um, his son. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Just a terrible human being. But towards the end, the way his dad's treated him, you actually feel a bit sorry for him. You you kind of see why. Yeah. Because you just sort of think, well, he's a douchebag because his dad's a douchebag. But his his dad doesn't even give a fuck about him because he's clearly willing to use him to do whatever is necessary and not tell him. You know. It's yeah. A great set of performances, and it's. It's a it's a really fun movie that just stayed with me because again this is another movie that we we saw at the beginning of the of the year. Yeah, I mean I saw this one a week or so back. Of course, yeah. And and this one jumped into my top five immediately it's upon yeah. seeing it. I was like, oh okay, that that's in there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for you, your review of this was was way earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a really early one, and it was it just stayed with me. It and I've I've, I've seen it a couple of times, you know, and it's just a joy to watch yeah it's just really fun and really sort of you know heartwarming that you know the, the, the true and the true story is you know kind of heartwarming because you know they, they got the they got his family out they got him out and, and he got world recognition if not what, what what he deserved maybe but yeah yeah and like i said it must be weird for the real life people to to see a movie about themselves while they're still alive and um obviously they know the full story but um yeah i mean even just as a film this this was so entertaining so well acted so well paced um it's yeah it's just i can't recommend this film enough i thought it was absolutely tremendous yeah it's it's just real joy and and the 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 director of his previous movies i enjoyed yeah um uh, John S. Baird, who, who'd previously done like Phil and Stan and Ollie, and both those movies are really good. If you have you seen Stan and Ollie? No, I don't think so. It's really good. It's 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 um uh Steve Coogan and uh, John C. Riley playing Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, mm. and it's kind of about how their relationship went on and how it kind of soured towards the end and and and. And it's really good. It's, I honestly, when they, you know, announced the cast for it, and it's like Steve Coogan standing there, I was like, yeah, I can fucking see that. That's that's perfect, brilliant. Yeah. They said John C. Riley is Oliver Hardy. I thought, okay, I can kind of see it. And John C. Riley is a good actor, but I can, dude, they're brilliant. They're so good as Stan. I mean, I don't know whether you're a Stan and Ollie fan. Yeah. You know, Laurel and Hardy fan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But 
I think it was, it's a really respectful movie. It's really well done. And I, and, and I, I was really surprised how good it is. So, and uh, Filth is just a really good, horrible, sort of train spotting y type police story. Yeah. Which is which is both gross and fun. It's <laughs> McAvoy being being over the top, but it's it's great. So yeah, it's a really good director, really good movie, and and, and and yeah, Tetris, totally my number one, and it kind of stayed there for almost the entire year. I don't think anything. No, I I actually had the impression when you did your review that this was your number one, and yeah. I, and I remember thinking at the time. It'll be interesting to see if anything knocks us off because I was thinking in my head, right now, this is your number one film of the year. Yeah. But I was curious whether maybe Killer was going to knock it down. Um. So, yeah. I, it, it sort of... It, close, it I guess. Close. Yeah. Well, I, I sort of thought of it now. It, it, Tetris just stayed with me. Yeah. It was just such a fun movie that, that, and I loved it so much that, yeah, it stayed with my number one all year. Mm-hmm. Well, my number one, no surprise, is uh, Godzilla minus one. Um, not just a good Godzilla movie, a good movie. It's it's the uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think certainly 1954 is also a very good movie. But you know, in in terms of sequels to Godzilla movies and and you know f- further movies from the original, I, I think this is the the wrath of khan of um of godzilla movies you know because wrath of khan is not just a good star trek movie it's a good movie and and yeah. i think that's that's where i am with this one um well i think you know we've said before that especially when we when we talked about the original godzilla movies mm. that the the other it, godzilla became something else yes it, it started off as a serious movie about you know a serious world issue yes and and he did dip his toes back into those, but yeah, but never is as as serious as he did there. Just became about the, the crashy smashies, which we all love. Let's face it. Well, we don't all love. Some people clearly don't. I was I was watching the, the drinker and and, that, and those guys talking about Godzilla, and they clearly don't get the the joy of the crashy smashy ones. I think it. I I wonder. Well, I I think. Certainly, when it when it comes to Tokusatsu, mm. uh, I I think you either get that or you just don't. Yeah, and and that's just a, an innate thing. I think growing up with it helps. Yeah, because I grew up with with watching Showa slash Heisei era Godzilla movies, so that probably helps. Yeah. Um, and it is for most of them. It is just switch your brain off and enjoy the the the. the, the big guys in rubber suits chucking each other around in models it's just the the joy of that yeah i mean occasionally you get godzilla versus smog monster and stuff and then you you have an environmental angle yes. and, and there are things but none were as uh as kind of dour and is and as serious as that first film and the, the first film is in my opinion the greatest film ever made um this however is a tremendous film um and it does harken back to the original in it in its serious tone uh i think this one's got some more levity than, than 1954 which has none um 
you know people you know you you have a you have a, a fun cast of of naval characters you know the the sea mine guys are, are good fun um but yeah this is a a serious a very serious take on godzilla yet again finally really uh i mean even shin godzilla had its moments of horror and things but it was a dark comedy it's at its yeah. core this is not a comedy at all <laughs> shin godzilla is weirdly funny i love shin godzilla the dark humor of shin godzilla goes over so many people's heads i've noticed yeah it's it's the it's the politics of oh the- god my my favorite joke of shin godzilla which everyone seems to miss is that the the lead guy his job title just keeps getting longer yeah. In, in every scene he's in because he gets promoted <laughs> constantly and that just makes me laugh every time i see his job title getting longer and longer and longer it's great um but this one it's set in 1945 initially towards the end of world war ii um you know following uh koichi who's a kamikaze pilot uh who basically lies and says uh, that his plane has a fault um so that he can get out of of uh you know committing suicide um <laughs> destiny fulfilling his destiny um it's coming to the end of the war and they all know that they've lost the war and that japan is just sending these pilots out to you know basically kill themselves for no reason do as much damage as they can on the way down you know mayhem on the way out yeah um but he lies um and uh, as a result uh, he he lands on odo island and uh, we see the 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 kind of prehistoric version of godzilla attack uh who later gets irradiated and becomes you know full godzilla as we would we we would know him um so koichi is uh kind of blamed for the war uh for losing the war by his uh by the people around him back home um all of his family died in the uh the fire bombings of of tokyo um but certainly his neighbor uh and the people around him see him as a coward and and basically blame him for losing the war um basically saying well if you'd done your duty if all of you had done your duty we would have won the war if enough of you had crashed your planes you know we we would have won um and he kind of makes this nuclear family with uh with a a woman that he meets uh and an orphaned baby um who is adorable and nearly made me cry twice <laughs> whenever akiko cries i got close to crying she's just really cute um uh so you know koichi not only blames himself he's got survivor's guilt over the not kamikazeing during world war ii and fulfilling his duty he also has the guilt of surviving odo island which only he and one other person survived and arguably they all died because he didn't pull the trigger he was terrified of godzilla um and now of course godzilla is back in nuclear and attacking tokyo and, and and murdering everyone there so he blames himself for a lot of things and uh this film is very dark um it has a very i don't think it's an anti-american movie it's it's an anti-government movie i would say um it's very critical of the americans but it's also very critical of the japanese government as well um it, it doesn't really pull any punches and um yeah it's it's brilliant uh i i think the only thing that people may struggle a little with um is kind of how stagey it feels at times um but that's a very japanese thing mm. um it and it does it does that kind of fade to black quite often and and that kind of stuff and, and some of the acting feels quite stagey but that that's a very japanese thing and i think you're used to seeing that yeah. um yeah overall i i i think this was was 
when I saw this, I, I went in, as I said, you know, being a huge Godzilla fan, I was like, I need to put that aside yeah. to judge. I, I know I'm going to love this movie. Will it be a number one movie? And and seeing it, I was like, yeah, absolutely. It it, it was so far ahead for me that I was like, should I just ignore it? <laughs> I, I do kind of kick myself for not seeing it in the cinema, but I, I, I'm, and I, I'm obviously I'm going to fucking watch it when it when it comes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, sure. If you don't, then as soon as I own it, you can come around and watch it. Um, they are re-releasing it in Japan in black and white now. Whether that will come over, I here. heard that. I, I, I'm not sure whether that's a good idea or not. Well, oh, I think it will be great if they color grade it properly. I think it will look fantastic. I'm hoping for a, a Blu-ray with the option. You know, that's what I want. Uh, like the Mist, they did the yeah. the, the black still, and white version. I've of not it. seen the black and white. Oh, it's good. It's good. In fact, now, because some of the CG is a bit dodgy in the mist these days, it was a bit dodgy at the time. Um, it looks better because <laughs> it kind that, of hides. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, absolutely loved this movie. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, so that's our top five of 2023. And now we move into 2024. You wanted to, to talk about some some TV, though. Yeah, well, I've got I've, I've got a list for the top in my top five for. Oh, you got a top five TV. Go on then. What's your number five? Uh, beef. Okay. So that was I, I've reviewed that one. It's, so it's the it's mm. the Netflix series um, about uh, basically literally a beef between two um, characters yeah. about um, played by Stephen Ewan and Ali Wong, and it's. <laughs> literally the sort of escalation of a, a, a road rage incident mm-hmm. and um it's again it, it stayed with me really for a long time it's it the, the, the two central performances are great even, even though i've not seen ali ali wong in anything before other than some of her stand-up she was a real surprise how uh, how good she she was uh, you know Stephen Gibbons great we, we've seen him in in a, a number of things, he, he's, he, you know, he needs to be a more. Um, but it was—it's just a really, <laughs> at times, mental series. And towards the end, it gets a bit surreal and, and a bit weird. Um, you've got talking crows, so sort of, maybe. Um, it's a really sort of over the top, at times silly, but really good series. That I really enjoyed. Mm. Uh, my number four would be uh, 1923. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan. What more can you ask for? It's it's more, kind of more of the same sort of thing that that, that that you expect. Mostly carried by the you know the central performances of, of Ford and uh, Mirren and you know um, bad guy duties of uh, Flynn and uh, Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's that it's it's probably my least favorite of the of what I've seen so far because I, I still haven't seen the last season of uh, Yellowstone, um, but I know that that's it's it's going to be a, a good a, a good season. Um, you know, slightly disappointed the way that it it's all gone a bit pear shaped with you know Costner falling out and doing wanting to do his own thing. I mean, he's got those he's got his his western sagas i think he's kind of selling them as come i think I, I think they're both coming out this year i think they're he's he's releasing them in the same year i think mm. which is interesting 
going to be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, 20, 23 really like really liked it really good. Um, said more of the same. Uh, my number three would be Fall of the House of Usher. I was going to say Fall of the House of Usher would uh, would make my list too. Um, um, I had I, I had some issues with it, but the more I think, I have kept continued to think about it since. So I think it is is creeped up my list actually. It's a, it's a lesser of the series overall. Yeah, still better than for me. Uh, it's still the, better than a lot of stuff out there. Still better than Blind Manor. Um. I think what it does suffer from is that there's no other, there's no real sort of like hero, as it were. Yeah, there's, there's it's it's hard to watch stuff with with dislikable characters. Yeah, um, and you know, of course, you you want you know you 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 know they're all going to die. You know, you know what's happening, so you you do get that whole. It's just watching how they are going to get offed, mm. which is which is actually fun and great in its own respect but the other series they all have their you know people that you want to you know in the hill house you love those characters oh that, yeah that, that family is great you you don't want that family to, to to suffer and die and i think you know with with something like um uh Blood like mass oh. you they all, all of the series, they all kind of have their, their like one episode where something happens and there's, there's like a core mm. sort of thing that sticks with your in your mind, you know. And I think Midnight Mass had that thing that the end sequence with with on the boat on the ship on the the rowboat when they go out, to, you know, and, and her just ending with her crying and screaming is just wow, that really saves you. And I don't think this series had a, a moment like that. It didn't have a no. A, I I kind of felt like um... moment. I, I think the um the nightclub acid bath was their attempt at that, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't have the same impact. It, it felt it silly. Them. It kind of made me laugh. It was just. It, yeah. I don't think it hit in the same way that his no. previous attempts have done. I think um, mainly because it's like, well, all these people probably they're deserve all assholes. To be, <laughs> they're all they're all horrible people. They probably deserve it, really. So it was, you know, it's not. It doesn't quite have the same impact. And it and it wasn't but, terribly shocking, you know. The the moment the kids like, hey, like, there's some some there's a, un, there's unnamed tanks on, tanks on the roof. Let's just put whatever is in that over everyone. It's like, okay, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe not acid, but I certainly knew it was a bad idea, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, have, you know, having said that, it was still my number three, so it's still yeah, yeah. The- no, I, I, it's up there for me. I, I, I'll give a few, a few mentions in a minute. I don't have an order of things. I haven't thought about it until this moment. Those performances are all great. Mm. He's, he's, you know, his core people. They all do their job really well. And in this one, um, oh, what's his, what's the guy who played um, Roderick? Uh... Oh, I can't remember. Uh. Hang on. Uh, Bruce Greenwood. Mm. Bruce Greenwood, who you know was a replacement actor, um, was is so good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like I guess the new boy, if you like. It's, yes. It's and you know, even with how we feel about Mark Hamill these days. Oh no, Mark Hamill! This is my one of my favorite performances of Mark Hamill ever. In it's this. so good, isn't it? I thought he was superb in this. The 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 scene where. He thinks he's got her. In the, in oh yeah! The, I think it's like the last but one episode, uh-huh. and she talks to him, yeah. and you know, you get these, you get these little things about his character that he, you know, he went on some expedition to like 
I think it's like the North Pole. I can't remember what the story is. It's, it's the one about Pym, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's like, and he's seen things and stuff has happened to him and mm-hmm. he's got this weird view of the world because of his experience. And he's got this weird, weird sense of honour and stuff. And yeah, yeah he, he's just actually, really, he's the most interesting character for me. He is. He, you know, uh, yeah, I thought she, he was great. She sort of really appreciates the way he is. Yes. And he, she touches his face and he sort of accepts that touch. Yeah. It was beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good performance. Really nice, nice, nice little, little touch. So yeah, he was great. It was all, you know everybody was doing their part, and it was it was just a, a really well put together series. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, Silo is my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, the, again, this this one was was was, was just a, a a really cool you know end end of the world sci fi show. You know, it's a it's a, a people surviving in a bunker in the in the sort of future after everything's gone to shit and mm. and how this bunker has been run and how there's like a secret thing running through this stuff and you know again great central performances by rebecca ferguson and and, and um even um oh uh tim robbins who i've never been a fan of despite the fact that he's a good actor i've never been a fan of, even he's really good as this you know this the, the head librarian sort of thing of the, of the, of the bunker and it's this really nice little twisty sort of you know well put together series. I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it, it, uh, just, just a great sci-fi show. Which, which, you know, we don't have too many good sci-fi shows at the moment. No. So yeah, that was. Uh, and my number one is One Piece. I just fucking adored that show. It was a complete surprise to me, and I, I held off for a while because you know everybody was talking about it, and everybody was saying, "Oh, it's, the, it's, it's wonderful." And I thought. Is it? I've, I'd like try to watch an episode, <laughs> yeah. two episodes of the series, of the cartoon, and I don't like the art style. I didn't like. I didn't enjoy it. But this series was so good, and again, the central core performance is just wonderful. Um, I don't know what the bloody kid's name is. It. Uh, oh, I'm going to butcher his name, aren't I? Uh, Inaki Godoy, who was who was you know monkey, and for me, uh, Emily Rudd as Nami were just so good, and and uh, kind of playing Zero, um, Sunny Chiba's son, mm-hmm. so great. Uh, McKen- McKenyu, they're so good. They're it's honestly it's it's the it was the weirdest thing because it's such a weird show. You know, it is one of those shows where you just weird shit happens, and you just go, yeah, "Okay, this is what the world is." Like, yeah, I mean, you know, the main kid's arms stretch and stuff; he's like elastic. It's like, "Yeah, okay, fine." Oh, that's, <laughs> what, that's what they're showing me. That's that. That's the world they've made. That and it works. And the, the you know, I said it made me cry at least twice. You know, and and who'd have you know? As I said in my review, who'd have thought? I, you know. Craig Fairbrass could ever make me feel something. It was just such a surprise when you, you, you know, you, his character, uh, you see what he, he, he did and what he survived and what this, you know, he, he did for the, to save this kid. Mm. It's like, oh my God, he's actually acting. This is ridiculous. I've, I've never seen him <laughs> yeah. perform 
come like this before. It's it's like if you could do this, you know, why isn't your career better, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the scene where Nami asks for help, it's, oh, wonderful. Just so beautifully done. And just proves that you can fucking do a faithful good. Yes. Um, you know, adaptation of, 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 a, of a manga or an anime. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's everything that bloody Cowboy Bebop isn't. No. You know, I, I'm never going to watch it. Not Cowboy Bebop. I'll watch One Piece. I'm not watching Cowboy Bebop. Watch the first episode. Just to... I saw the trailer. That was <laughs> enough. <Yeah. laughs> Awful. Awful. Um, but this was this is done with genuine love. Everybody is in this, you know, series. Yeah. They're, you know, they they you you can I've, I've seen like you know behind the scenes stuff, and you can see that the actors really wanted to play these characters. Yeah. The, the actress who played Emily Rudd, who plays uh, Nami was already a fan. She did everything she could to get this part. You know, you, you can see the, the passion at which they they came at this, this series. And it is, it completely, you see it all on the screen. It's all there for, for it to be seen. It's a, a great show. And it, it, the best thing I saw all year. Mm. Well, I don't really have a, a, a top, uh, a top, series uh list because i i I was just thinking about movies i didn't think about tv um but i have quickly put together uh well i I guess we'll just call them mentions honorable mentions of 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 2023 uh castlevania nocturne nowhere near as good as the castlevania although it wasn't a bad start and i'm excited to see where it goes still great uh fall of the house of usher uh, I had a few misgivings, but overall enjoyed it. And the more time has gone on, the more I've thought about it and enjoyed it more. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes series need to sit with you a little while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the longer I've thought, the more I thought about it, the more I enjoyed it. Uh, Jack Ryan That's... season four, tremendous. One of one of, one of the weird things about, about the fall of the house of Usher, that yeah, it is the surprise that you know that I like is the fact that they're basically, you know. Not exactly adaptions of post stories, but they're inspired by post stories. This one's kind of all of them, right? It's like so, as many as exactly. we could get into one they're story. So done so well, and you know, most of them are only like names of characters mm-hmm. or, or, or it's nods, mentions yeah. of things. Yeah. But I love the things like the Black Cat is a great adaption, you know, and, and yeah. the Telltale Heart, really great version of the Telltale Heart. I think that's probably that's standout. My episode mm-hmm. the telltale heart one because um i don't remember the actress's name she is you know she her performance is this falling apart yeah it's tremendous know, doctor is really good mm. and i love the you know the scenes where she's talking to her dad and you can hear the the heart monitor going in the other room and she's like can you hear that can you and he's like yeah i can hear that and it's like oh you can hear that and it's like wonderfully done that's not a good thing no uh jack ryan season four um again it's not as good as past seasons but it's still tremendous i'm glad they finished it's really nice to have a coherent series of jack ryan be it movies or tv where it's the same actor giving the same performance of jack ryan because growing up Every movie had a different, not only a different actor, but they were portraying vastly different characters as Jack yeah, Ryan. Yeah, it's never been really consistent. As no, a character in, and in, it's in the- so nice here 
We've got yeah. a great cast of characters. It's continued to be great. Uh, I wouldn't say season four is my favorite season, but it no. ended well. It ended it strong. Had some nice stuff, and I did quite like a lot of the the sort of um, the Russian stuff. With yeah. Him. And oh, what's his uh, what's his name? The the um, Scottish guy who played the, the KGB dude. I um, couldn't tell you his name. Oh God, what's his name? He he's so good. Mm. Um, yeah, the whole cast I thought were, were tremendous. And, Wendell Pierce continues to be great. Oh, yeah. Greer is my favorite character in those shows. Yeah, he is. Like, Mine he's too. just wonder. I love how grumpy fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's just fantastic. He's kind of just playing Bunk turned up a Yeah, little. yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I need. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's great. Uh, Picard season three. Well done, guys. You made one not shit season of Star Trek. <laughs> And that's probably all you were going to get, but we got it. It was great. I haven't seen the thing yet, but I think they've just announced another J.J. Abraham Star Trek. Yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah, Star exactly. Trek I'm... Star Trek could get back in the bin. I'm just glad I got I got a great season of Star Trek. I'm happy. And, yeah, I, and I, still... I can happily ignore everything that comes out after it. It's fine. Still not sure I'm ever going to watch it, but... I've I'm got, you know, I've got TNG. I'm glad you like it. I love it. I've got the original series. I've got TNG. I've got Deep Space Nine. I've got Voyager if I'm desperate. I've got Enterprise. And now I've got Picard Season 3. And, I, and that is it. That is it. Outside of that, I don't care. I'm glad we got something. It's a nice yeah. ending. It feels like it ended better than the movies ended it. Happy. Yeah. Um, And then I guess, like, well, seasons that are still, well, one finished today, uh, Monarch. Uh, right. Started off rough, and I still it, haven't seen the last episodes of that or they, Reacher. They so. stuck the landing with okay, Monarch. That's good. Yeah, you know, last time was it? Last time we were talking about it off air afterwards, yeah. and we were saying how, um, oh god, it's 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 okay. Like it's got some good bits. I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, banger episode that I watched that night. I was like, wow, okay, now you're getting somewhere. Um, it just felt like it, they stretched out too long, but it, it got there in the end. Really enjoyed. Uh, by the end, I was really enjoying it. And Reacher, still not finished it, but what I've seen of it so far, superb. I think um, with Monarch, mm. I think as, we, as I said last week... The, they haven't got enough material for a the, series, that's the problem. No, and the the young cat, the, 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 now, the, the sort of now people are annoying... Yeah, Every time I don't the, mind Kate and Kentaro. Um, okay. Is it and Mia? No, my, my the hacker is annoying. May is it May? Terrible. Yes. I hated her. I, yes. I I still don't. By the end, I I I still don't really understand why anyone gives a shit about her. Um, she's treated everyone like shit by the end. <laughs> like just you're, she's just awful. Every time they're in the the forties, it's the 40s. wonderful. Yes, the the founding of Monarch and all of that stuff. That's um, all great. Yeah. But... Wyatt Russell's wonderful. The the actress playing, mm. uh, you know, the the, the, the get all their fucking names. She's great. There's, uh, I like the sort of weird, sort of, you know, triangular dynamic. Yeah. In, with those characters, works mm-hmm. really well. And I think that's that's the weirdest thing is it feels like they knew what they were writing there. And yeah. they It feels like they didn't know, quite know how to handle the present stuff. It- does come together quite nicely by the very end you can kind of when i think once you've seen the final episode you'll see what they were trying to do i don't think it was entirely successful but i i appreciate what they were trying to do yeah um but it definitely was too long 
they they didn't have enough uh and also i mean the continuity is awful with the movies like i don't know what they're doing um but that aside i've I've enjoyed it and and i certainly enjoyed it by the end i thought the end was was great so it stuck the landing and and what i've seen of reacher season two yeah what i've seen so far i i did enjoy more than i thought i was going to with monarch because yeah after what your initial review of the first couple of episodes i was like oh it did get better yeah yeah it certainly has its moments it's not it's not great but it is enjoyable well like you i was mainly sticking with it for the 40s and 50s stuff Mm -hmm. um and but but it got better uh as as time went on um Um, feature i'm not feeling this as much as the first season i'm loving it i'm I'm, still good still great Mm. is it me or does it feel like reacher is a bit thicker this season does he feel a little bit dumber to you well the weird thing is I, I guess he kind of has to be because it's an ensemble and yeah. it's like he's just if he knows everything I mean, but... I know there's, there's, a, there's a scene in i think i don't know episode two or three where he he literally does the sherlock thing and he works all these things out and you're like okay that's that, that's great because he just worked all that that's like, reacher but right? then yeah. there are other times when he's like saying things and it's like really that that's a bit of a dumb thing for you to say are you sure okay yeah. a friend so, of I mine think... I think he's not written quite consistently in this season. No, a friend of mine kind of ruined it uh, for me a bit when he was like, is it Alan Richardson? Richardson? Yeah. The the actor. He was like, he just makes Reacher come across really thick. Like all the time. He was saying this about season one. He was like, Why? I, see, I didn't well, find his, his opinion is that, that Reacher is written clever, but his performance is kind of dumb. So he just kind of comes across like he's saying clever things, but he's dumb. Yeah. And I can kind of see his point. Like, he, it's, it's he almost like he's saying good. things he doesn't quite understand. Yeah. I didn't find that in the first season. But, I but you're finding I've, it here. I found it in season two. Mm. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's, it's still a, a really oh, good Oh, I've scene. had a blast but, so far. I like um, his crew. Yeah. Um, what's her face? Oh, I, is a little hit and miss with me. His, his, you know, his number two. Neely, such, is it Neely? Yeah, Neely is a little hit and miss for me. I like her. I really like the big mouth. Oh, he's fantastic. Have you got to the episode when you see his family? Yes. That was that was brilliant. Yes. I loved that. That was a wonderful moment. Yeah, I, I like I like what they've done. And I'm not sure about the. Um, the love the, interest. The love interest. No, me either. I, I'm, I'm she has bit, her moments, but I'm not. I'm not, not convinced she's going to turn out to be a bad guy. And we've got no real evidence for it. She's we're, got the look of a bad guy. I, I think that, maybe that's it. I mean, she's been in loads of other things as well. She, I, yeah. I, I've seen her before. She, she's, she's a pretty good actress. She was in, I, I, um, she was in uh, uh, Tron Legacy. Was she? Yeah, she was one of the angels. Oh, okay. She's one of those, that, you know, the ones that fit. Yeah, fit I, I, I think there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still enjoying it. It's still a good series. Mm. It certainly wouldn't make my top no. five. Well, but... I, I don't know if it makes my top. It wasn't even technically finished yeah, last no. year, so I'm, I'm just kind of talking. I, I didn't make a list of, of TV, although, to be fair, you're much more the TV person than I am. I tend to yeah. stick to movies. Um, Where does Rebel Moon... Uh, come on your top movies <laughs> is that uh, like so obviously number one you just didn't bother mentioning it or yeah completely yeah uh, when, when i was thinking about this 
When yeah. did I review that Marilyn Monroe movie? Was that last year or was that the... Sorry, was that... 2023 or 2024? I don't know. I can't remember what year that was, but... It's on the cusp, I that think. That would be... If that was la- if it was last year, hmm. that would be my my fucking most hated movie of the year. I re- that, that made you that made I remember that, how angry that, that made you. Made me. <laughs> the, yeah, the difference between Rebel Moon and that was that movie just made me livid. I hated that movie with a passion. Twenty twenty is it is a twenty twenty two film Blonde. Yeah. It's okay. So a, it's it was, a twenty twenty two film. So I think before. I had a feeling it might have been the year before. Yeah. So in that case, then yeah, Rebel Moon was probably the <laughs> my least. Favorite. I don't know if it was my least. Yeah, I don't know if it was my least favorite, but it was awful. I can't think of anything else. I watched yeah, I'm, that, I'm struggling now. I'm struggling. Was that bad. Um, I'm sure there was stuff I watched that was pretty terrible, but I've just forgotten those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just gonna. It's gonna stay with me with its awfulness. <laughs> So we've started 2024. Um, what are we doing next time? Are we going to do a so movie? So I've got three choices from me. I didn't know whether you wanted to add to them. Oh, we're, we're doing a movie next time. Is the, That was the question I was going to ask. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay, hit me. So I've got three. I've got The Mummy, 59. Mummy. Hammer. Yes. Okay. We're doing Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we, we are doing Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, well, we're doing Hammer. All three of these movies will be Hammer. Um, the Mummy 59. Great uh, movie. Curse of the Werewolf. Uh-huh, cool. Or The Brides of Dracula. Oh. So your choice of those. Oh, God. Unless you have another choice that you wanted to do over that. Over. Well, didn't I suggest Quatermass and then you were like, we've done Quatermass? Yeah, <laughs> so let's, like, we won't do that one. Um Oh, I'm kind of. Hmm. It's. I think it's going to be the Mummy or Brides. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference out of those two? Uh, no. They're both. They've both got. Yeah. Performances. So I'm. I'm happy with either of those. Let's go with the Mummy. We haven't done a Mummy movie yet. No, we haven't. Okay, let's, let's do that. Because yeah. it's something different. Yeah. And people seem to love it when we do Hammer. I so. Don't think we have done a Mummy movie at all yet. Don't think so. So yeah, I mean, I might have talked about the Tom Cruise movie once, but oh, yeah, that well. doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we've talked about the the you know the '90s movies because they're great. I, I think we talked about them in comparison to the the Tom Cruise yeah. movie, but yeah, yeah, great. And, the, and you know the original Universal. Oh yeah, well of course, um, yeah. Um, so that's it from us. Um, you know, we we missed it last time, so so happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening during 2023. And uh, yes, let's all have a great 2024. We will be back next time with Hammer's version of The Mummy.